This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. The Equality Act is dangerous. That's what we're going to talk about on the show today. We're going to talk about how the Equality Act is dangerous and would be a huge blow to the First Amendment. And this is what the Democrats want to do in Washington, D.C. They want to pass this so-called Equality Act. We'll talk about whether it's really equal or not. Walker Wildman here, Exposing Washington is the show. Glad to have you uh, with us this Saturday afternoon. A lot going on in Washington, D.C. We're going to spend a lot of time on this so-called Equality Act, breaking it down. We're also going to talk about President Trump's uh, ban of transgenders, or people who have uh, gender dysphoria, serving in the military. President Trump uh, did that uh, via executive order or policy, executive policy directive uh, several months back. Well, the Democrats are trying to rear their ugly heads and fight it. So we're going to talk about all that going on in the news this week. A couple of different things before we jump into the topics of the show is um, the, the you can listen to the show on our website, AFR.net. And I just got to say, that's that's one of the most popular ways between the website and the app. Those are the two most popular ways to keep up with the show and to keep up with American Family Radio. So AFR.net is the website. You can go there, click on the podcast link at the top of the page, scroll down about three podcasts, and there's Exposing Washington. Click on it, and then all the show information is right there, uh, one-stop shop, all things Exposing Washington. And don't forget that each week we post the articles that I talk about. So some of the main articles that I'll get at today I'm going to post a link to those on our podcast page at AFR.net. So if you want to read more, a lot of people want to read more into this stuff. They want to read, you know, I'm, for example, today I bring in like six and seven page articles. And of course, I can't read all those on the show. That would take the whole the whole show up. But I just talk, I just take out segments of them. But if you want to read more into the stuff that I talk about on the show each week, you can go to our website, AFR.net. Click on the podcast link, and when you go to our podcast page for each show, down at the bottom there, I have all the links to these uh, news articles. So a lot of ways to keep up with the show. Of course, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, at least for now, until they block me. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, but as I mentioned, the best way to keep up with the show is on our website, AFR.net, and on our app. Uh, the, The big tech social media giants can't censor our website because we own the website and the app. So a lot of ways to keep up with the show. And lastly, we're on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Exposing Washington, on YouTube. Another uh, thing I want to mention, not about the show, but about what's going on here in a couple months, and that is something called Patriot Academy. Something called Patriot Academy. The website is patriotacademy.com. We'll post that at at our website, afr.net, on my podcast page. But Patriot Academy is a two- to three-day academy where students ages 18 to 25 go 
and they learn about the founding of our country, they learn about the Constitution, and they learn about how government works, how the legislative process works. And I'm an alumnus of Patriot Academy, I'm a Patriot Academy speaker, and American Family Radio, American Family Association, sponsors Patriot Academy each year. Because the great thing about Patriot Academy is they're training up the next generation. They're training up the next generation of leaders in our country. And so if you're a student, if you're a child, your teenager, your college student are, are interested in going to Patriot Academy, it's highly recommended, patriotacademy.com. PatriotAcademy.com is the website, and we'll speak more about this in the coming weeks, but PatriotAcademy.com. Go there, check it out, watch the video, find out more information, and see if it's for you. I highly, highly recommend it, and I'll be speaking at some of the academies this summer. Once again, that's PatriotAcademy.com. Check that out. Uh, Also, we're going to take questions at the latter part of the show, exposing Washington at AFR.net. And we'll take your questions next week also. Exposing Washington at AFR.net if you have questions for the show. This will be our first time to take questions. We're going to jump into this uh, this so-called Equality Act. You know, this thing's dangerous. This thing is dangerous. And you might be asking, what is the so-called Equality Act? Well, this is basically, as our own Brian Fisher puts it, and he's spot on, this is not the Equality Act. It's a Homosexual Supremacy Act. And what makes you say that, Walker? Well, because this bill that the Democrats are trying to pass, and it has been called different things in the past. It used to be called the Employment Non-Discrimination Act. Now it's called the Equality Act. What this is going to do is it's going to place sexually deviant behavior above religious freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of the press. It's going to wipe out basically the entire First Amendment, and it's going to elevate the uh, sexual sexual deviancy movement above all of those things how do i say that walker what does that mean well what it does basically is this this equality act or so-called equality act is going to add gen quote gender identity and sexual orientation to the civil rights act of 1964 you heard me right Sexual orientation, gender identity is going to be added to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which bans discrimination based on race, religion, nationality, and biological sex. And let me explain that. Biological sex in the 1964 Civil Rights Act, what does that mean? That means that you can't say, I'm not hiring, I'm I'm not going to hire you just because you're a female. Or I'm not going to hire you just because you're a male. So you can't discriminate based simply on someone's biological sex. So that's what that that has to do with. But what the left is wanting to do is the left is wanting to make it basically to where small business owners, even large corporations like Hobby Lobby, Chick-fil-A, even your bakers and your florists, your, your, your Jack Phillips, your Baronel Stutzmans, your American Family Associations, we have to hire homosexuals. We have to hire transgenders. Yes, we do, because they're a protected class. That's what the Democrats are wanting to do with this. 
and it's absolutely dangerous. And, you know, some of you might be rolling your eyes saying, Walker, this will never become law. I mean, come on now. Don't we have courts and Republicans control the Senate and, and, you know, we have Trump in the White House? Yeah, and that's all true right now. But if we don't talk about this, we don't raise the alarm on this, then we could be looking at, at January of 2021 when you have a Democrat president, a Democrat Senate, and a Democrat House. And guess what the first thing on their agenda is going to be? The so-called Equality Act. So we need to talk about this. We need to get ahead of this. And that's one thing conservatives aren't very good at, and that is getting ahead of these things. You know, and, and, I'm, and I know, I'm, I'm a conservative, and sometimes, you know, I don't get ahead of these things too. But what happens is conservatives don't play long game we play short game and we let these things creep up on us and then we're on our heels defending ourselves and you got to be on your toes so this equality act the democrats want to pass it absolutely dangerous absolutely would be a blow to the first amendment religious freedom so on and so forth and they will pass it the democrats if they're in charge they will pass it and and this is this is why when when we talk about how when I talk about how these elections are so important, and look, I don't, I don't really like the the phrase, you know. We every every time an election comes around, we go, "This is the most important election of my lifetime." I think that's kind of an overstatement, but in a, in a sense, they're all important. Each election is important because they shape the future of the country. Each election is important because they shape the future of our country, and so in a sense, every election is important. Every election is important. It determines, and, and the, the way our country is set up, and, and, as, and as rabid as the Democrats are on the left, we are one election away from turning this, this ship in the wrong direction. And all it takes is electing a left-wing Democrat into the White House and in the House and Senate, and they will, they will pass these horrible policies that will hurt uh, everyday Americans. And they'll bankrupt our country. And the Republicans actually aren't doing their part. The Republicans are actually doing their part to bankrupt our country as, as, it, as it stands. But the Democrats will put that on fast track. They will bankrupt our country on steroids. And so the, the other thing I want to talk about. So we have this whole so-called Equality Act, which it's, it's the Democrats love naming these things what they're not. And it's not an Equality Act. It's a Homosexual Supremacy Act, as Brian Fisher points out. And Brian's blog, I'm going to post that on our, uh, on our podcast page at AFR.net. But uh, Brian's blog is, is up right now at our website, AFA.net, the American Family Association's website, AFA.net. The other thing I want to talk about along the same lines of, the, of this sexually, sexual deviancy agenda is... Remember, President Trump banned transgenders from serving in the military and, and prevented the, our tax dollars from going to funding these transgender surgeries. Well, uh, this Breitbart story, and I don't know how I missed this, but this was about a week ago. This Breitbart, Breitbart story came out because here's the thing. The Democrats are trying to fight this, uh, this policy directive of the president. And this Breitbart story came out that said, listen to this. We've got over 2 million people in the armed forces, 2.1 million soldiers in our armed forces, whether it be sailors, airmen, marines, etc. 
And guess how many people, after President Obama passed this whole, you know, transgender policy in the military, you know, transgenders can serve in the military. Remember, President Obama did this. And guess how many people actually identified as transgender and said they wanted to have some kind of sex change surgery, which is which is physically and scientifically impossible. You cannot have a sex change surgery. Your biological sex is in your DNA. You can have a you can basically mess up your body and make it look different, but your biological sex is set at birth. It cannot be changed. But guess how many people how many transgenders came out saying we want to have surgery, we're transgender, we want to change our sex, and we want to do it on a taxpayer dime under the guise of this transgender military uh, uh, policy. 25 people, a whopping 25 people out of 2.1 million said we want to have this surgery. We want to take advantage of this Barack Obama policy. And this just shows... This is ludicrous. We are catering, you know, with the whole homosexual, sexual deviancy agenda, we say we're catering to the 1% or 2%. In this case, we're catering to the 0.0012%. That's how much, uh, uh, how many transgenders we have in the military who are out loud and proud about it and who want to have a sex change surgery. 25 people, a whopping 25 people out of 2.1 million uh, wanted to have this uh, this sex change surgery. And so that's uh, putting that in layman terms. That's one person out of every 84,000. One person out of every 84,000 wanted to have the sex change surgery funded by uh, American taxpayers. And this just shows you this is a non-issue. This is a non-issue. Our military should be focused on killing the enemy and winning wars. That's what we need to be focused on. We don't need to be focused on funding people's gender dysphoria and gender uh, dysfunction. And so a lot of things going on uh, in Washington. One other update I want to provide you along this along this line. And, and might I remind you that the left claimed, remember in 2015, all they wanted was, was gay marriage. All they wanted was same-sex marriage. All they wanted was homosexual marriage. So they get that, and then guess what's next? This so-called Equality Act. Guess what's next? Transgender rights. Guess what's next? Forcing sexually deviant behavior on the hearts and minds of our children. That's what's next. And so don't let the left fool you into saying, oh, we just want one thing. We just wanted homosexual marriage. That's all we wanted. Just give it to us. That's all we want. We'll leave you alone. No, they will not leave us alone until we fully capitulate to their homosexual, sexually deviant, twisted agenda. They will not leave us alone until every last Christian has bowed the knee to their idol, and that is sex. That's what this is all about. That's what it's all about, bowing the knee to the sexual deviancy agenda. So that's still rearing its ugly head in Washington, D.C. Another thing I wanted to talk about, I wanted to take some questions. I promised you I would. 
The first question uh, that I'm going to take here is from Richard. Uh, Richard emailed in talking about these radical judges, these left-wing, out-of-control judges. And here's what Richard said. And by the way, you can email me your questions any week, exposing Washington at AFR.net. That comes right to my inbox. Exposing Washington at AFR.net. You can email the show. I'll take your questions each week. Here's what uh, Richard said. Here's Richard's question, or statement and question. Richard said, From what I understand regarding radical left-wing judges, they are breaking the law when they legislate new laws from the bench or corrupt existing laws. Also, where do they get the authority to block a president's executive orders and other plans? Why aren't they being stopped or removed from their judgeships? Who is failing here, and why aren't they brought into question? Very, very good question, Richard. And let me just tackle this one piece at a time the first angle here is you are correct it is not up to judges to write new laws that's why we have something called the legislative branch and if you send your student to patriot academy this summer patriotacademy.com i had to plug that there students will learn what the role of the legislative branch is and what the role of the the judicial branch is. So you're right, Richard. Judges are not supposed to write new laws. Judges are simply supposed to interpret the existing laws and rule on whether they they are constitutional or not, whether they are lawful or not. And so that's the role of the judiciary. And and here's and and, and this is going to be a shock to some people but many of these of these court rulings where such as for example you have the supreme court saying that homosexual quote marriage is legal all right 2015 obergefell versus uh hodges i believe is a supreme court case but the, the in my opinion it is not up to the Supreme Court to say that something is legal unless it is, is up, up in question in the law. And even if, even if the, the state, or I'm sorry, even if the Supreme Court rules on something to be lawful, in my opinion, the legislative branch whether it be at the state level or at the federal level, needs to take action based on the court ruling. Let me just give you one example, and then we'll move on. I know this kind of gets confusing sometimes. But for example, all right, you have same-sex marriage. Well, guess what? Same-sex marriage is not legal in, in, in over 30 states. Actually, it's against the law on the books in over 30 states in the country. Same-sex marriage, you heard me right, is against the law when it comes to the actual law written in the books in over 30 states because the states haven't changed their laws. The only thing that's changed is the Supreme Court. And as you mentioned, Richard, the Supreme Court cannot make laws. So in my opinion, the legislative branch should take the, quote, opinion of the judges and apply that to their law if they think it's right. But we got to remember, you know, these judges are not all powerful, all supreme. Judges are simply there to issue opinions. Judges are there to issue rulings and opinions. 
And yes, yes, they're binding. That's correct. They're binding. They are law, if you will. They have the power of law. But these judges are not all powerful, not all knowing. The judges can be flawed, too. And the last point I'll, I'll make on that, Richard, is the problem. The reason these judges have been able to get away with these unconstitutional rulings for the past however long is because Congress refuses to hold them accountable. Both parties, Republicans, Democrats, they refuse to hold out-of-control judges accountable. And guess what that leaves us? That leaves us these rogue judges across the country who keep striking down President Trump's lawful executive orders. President Trump's lawful executive orders. And the last thing I'll say to this is about these nationwide injunctions where one judge out in California can strike down an entire executive branch policy that President Trump's trying to pass. That is completely unlawful. Completely unlawful. And here's why. There is a reason that, 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 that Congress has set up district judges. Our, our circuit courts of appeals, for example, in, in Mississippi, I believe Mississippi, Louisiana, and Arkansas, and maybe Texas, we have the Fifth Circuit. I may have that wrong on which states are in the Fifth Circuit, but nonetheless, you get the point. The Fifth Circuit serves those southern states, those middle south states. And then you have the Ninth Circuit on the, on the West Coast, which serves California and a few other states. Okay? Those, those courts in those districts are supposed to rule their, their, their uh, jurisdiction, if you will, is those states. For example, the Fifth Circuit in, that's based in New Orleans, they can't be ruling on something going on in New York. That's not their district. And so these district courts need to stay in their districts, and that's the only place they have uh, statutory authority. The, uh, the last thing I want to talk about, uh, not the last thing, another question I want to take. I'm bad about saying the last thing. I'm like a pastor saying I'm, 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 the last point of my sermon, and then I have five more points. Another question I want to take is Rebecca from Rebecca Adams. Rebecca emailed in and she said, Hello, I'm a conservative Christian living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Recently I learned that both political parties have, quote, slush funds to hush up scandals. Is this true? Well, the answer to that is yes, that is true. And I actually think Congress just uh, outlawed that slush fund a few months ago. But up until a few months ago, you're right, uh, Rebecca. Congress, Democrats and Republicans did have this, quote, slush fund. And guess what they did with it? They paid off accusers with it. You heard me right. They paid off accusers with it. And what they did is this was all confidential information. They did it. They set up this system to where they used our tax dollars. Any congressman who gets an accusation lodged against them. Whether it be true or false, might I add, whether it be true or false, any congressman who gets a, a complaint lodged against him can, uh, in the past, a few as of a few months ago, could fill out some paperwork and basically qualify to use our tax dollars to pay off the accuser. And some of these congressmen, congresswomen, were accused of, of sexual misconduct and other things and even some of them were, were accused of racism, racial discrimination, and guess what they did? They dipped into our tax dollars to pay off the accusers. 
to keep them quiet. And so, yes, that is true, Rebecca. Congress, for the past uh, over, oh, I think since Clinton, Clinton signed this into law, since back in the 90s, Congress has had a, quote, slush fund where they pay off accusers. Guess where the slush fund comes from? Our tax dollars. So, yes, you are, you are correct on that, Rebecca. And I will post a link to that on the podcast page uh, at AFR.net, on my podcast page at AFR.net. Last question I want to take, and I mean it, uh, last question. Karen sent in a, an email, and she said, why doesn't President Trump send troops to the border, close the border, or do a presidential announcement as to the crisis? And she goes on to talk about how concerned she is about the crisis on our southern border. And I'm completely with you there, Karen. Uh, what's going on on our southern border is a travesty. It's awful. It's a crisis. It's a national emergency. Look, we got tens of thousands of illegal immigrants flowing in every day. It's absolutely unsustainable. And those who think our country can carry the burden of, of millions of illegal immigrants, we cannot do it. We can hardly take care of our own. Look, I talk about these stories where these homeless people, where these, where these cities like San Francisco are awash with homeless people, and we think we can take more people in this country. We think we can take more people, more illegal immigrants into this country. No, these illegal immigrants, all they're going to do is take our jobs. They're going to take all, they're going to sweep up all the low wage jobs and leave Americans, legal citizens in our country, unemployed. And that gets under my skin so much that politicians in Washington are, are being negligent when it comes to securing our border and put it, putting American citizens' interests first. But let me get to your question, Karen. President Trump does have troops at the border right now. I think he has upwards of, of five or 6,000 troops uh, at the border right now as we speak. So they are there. They are helping. To your point, it is my opinion that President Trump needs to send more troops to the border. I would flood that border with, 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 uh, with military troops to where, I mean, I would put tens of thousands down there. You talk about proving a point and, and, and providing some, some, some assistance to Customs and Border Patrol, you send ten to 20,000 U.S. military troops active duty down to the southern border and, and help aid our uh, law enforcement down there. I would send more. I think 6,000 is chump change. I think, I think it's good that he has troops down there, but I would send way more troops way more resources down there to help customs and border patrol and you know we just have to keep talking about it and and i know it's frustrating because it seems like we talk about this all the time and nothing happens and in a sense that's true and i'm with you on the frustration but look if we don't talk about it who is if we don't talk about it who's going to talk about it nobody's going to talk about it and guess what's going to happen the problems in our country are going to continue. But we got to keep talking about it, folks, and we got to keep electing conservatives who respect our Constitution to public office so that they can start to fix these problems. Exposing Washington American Family Radio is the network. AFR.net is the website. We'll be back next week, uh, next Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Central on AFR.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.